for Hindley, who had asked for a fiddle. His father's cheerful promise to bring him one had come like a peace offering, for he endured much criticism for preferring all forms of play and merrymaking, which his father termed indolence, to schoolwork or farm business. Kathy, too, had been often scolded for being too wild and too much out of doors when she ought to be sitting in the house with her sampler or helping her mother. Emboldened by Hindley's success, she had asked for a whip and took her father's smiling acquiescence in the request as tacit permission for many a future gallop across the moors on her little pony. I myself, when asked, had not ventured to request anything more extravagant than an apple, whereupon he called me a good girl and promised me a whole pocketful. As the hour of his expected return approached, our excitement reached a pitch that made any pretense of rational employment impossible. Hindley, in anticipation of his fiddle, was holding an invisible one stiffly to his shoulder with his head bent sideways and soaring the air over it with the grimmest possible expression on his face, while his feet danced merrily under him, as if disconnected from the top, in perfect imitation of our best local fiddler, a performance that had even the mistress in fits of laughter. Kathy, not to be outdone, was cantering around the outside of the room as if she were pony and rider both, and, by judicious application of her imaginary whip, signalled by shouting thwack as she moved her arm, leaping every obstacle in her path with ease. I, with nothing more exciting to expect than apples, was trying to prove my superior virtue by sitting quietly with some plain sewing. But Hinley's glee was infectious, and I soon jumped up to improvise a dance to his imaginary tune, earning me a gallant bow from the pretending fiddler while Mrs. Earnshaw clapped the time, and Kathy galloped about to the same rhythm. In all the riot, we half forgot the object of our anticipation, so that the master's weary, halloo, from outside, announcing his arrival at the gate, came like a magical signal, ending the revels all in a flash, as we scurried to our seats, still flushed and laughing, to compose ourselves for a more seemly welcome. In addition to the promised gifts, we had formed hopes of getting some marvellous sweets, for Mr. Earnshaw never went to town without bringing us back a few small indulgences of that kind, and, with childish logic, we thought that this much longer trip to a much larger town would yield treats proportionately more magnificent. But even our most reasonable expectations were disappointed when the master appeared with nothing more to offer than that queer, filthy little child, who would be named Heathcliff. Hindley could not forbear weeping when his father drew forth the shards of the broken kit, and Cathy wailed outright when her father's assiduous searching and patting of pockets yielded only the news that her whip was lost. All this was but a poor recommendation of young Heathcliff to our affections, as you may imagine and it was not helped by the master's too evident disgust that his children should weigh the loss of mere trifling toys, as he put it, above the salvation of a human being. But the mistress's dismay at the new arrival was hardly less than their own, and, 
As might have been expected, they all fed off each other's, the children taking umbrage on their mother's behalf, and the mistress on the children's, and all of them directing their anger first and foremost at the child, as being a safer object for it than their lord and master. As for me, of course, I never tasted my apples, yet I was thrust out of the garden all the same. I have told you how I left the child out on the landing that night after being told to put him to bed, and how, upon the master discovering it, I was sent away in disgrace. I made light of it to you, but to my childish mind at the time, it really seemed hardly less of a catastrophe than the expulsion of our first parents, and no less permanent. He had thundered at me in the manner of an Old Testament prophet, concluding with the terrible words.